0: Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on this journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I get to talk to Kat McIver again. Kat is an astrologer and holistic health coach who provides guidance and growth through mindfulness and nutrition. Using astrology, she helps others discover their unique cosmic blueprint and unlock the keys to embodying their most radiant life. If you haven't yet, head back and listen to Kat read my birth chart. It was super fun. And in this episode, she is going to give us a little bit of a cosmic forecast into 2022. Here we go. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? By now, you all know that therapy is an important part of my own self-care. It has truly been a game-changer in every aspect of my life, including achieving goals. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy platform worldwide. They are changing the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, and affordable access to a licensed therapist. BetterHelp makes professional therapy available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone you can start communicating within 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. And I have a special offer for Consciously Clueless listeners. Visit betterhelp.com Carly and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. By using this code, you get 10% off your first month That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash C-A-R-L-Y. Take care of yourself today. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. It's exciting to be back. Yeah, I'm very excited. It is uh, you reading my birth chart has been one of the most replayed episodes, which I love. Really? Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, So I figured we'd have to have you back and see what's kind of coming down the pipe for 2022. But first, of course, I want to start with asking you, where are you at on the scale from conscious to clueless today? Maybe your answer will be a little different than the last episode. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah. um, I feel like at this point, I'm in like a really like a really juicy space of being clueless, which I love. Mm. So yeah, I've been, um, this year has been a lot about learning for me and just exploring different parts of myself, which has been incredible. But, you know, as I'm sure you and a lot of your listeners know, it's um, that results in a lot of kind of feeling clueless. So it's, yeah, I feel like, I am just in like a really beautiful space of just relearning a lot of things and being really open to, Um, new wisdom and new ideas and yeah super exciting
0: I I love that that juicy space I Mm -hmm. love that because it gives you like that word gives you that like you're like "Mm, yes like yum
1: yeah yeah and I love it I mean I'm a you know constant lifelong learner so I love being in this space where it just feels Mm -hmm. so expansive and open and
0: endless possibilities I love it did you always have that like that kind of desire. Cause I relate to that. And uh, that just like, I love not knowing, keep like, let me learn, give me new information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. I was a hundred percent that kid from like when I can remember the, the why kid I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I want to learn more. And I want to learn how, and I want to understand. And um, yeah, definitely that kid that just like, as soon as I learned one thing, it was, I had to learn more and I had to learn more and just love um, I think I was always a person too that I love learning through others because um, mm. as we'll get into in the chart, uh, my ascendant is Aquarius, which is all about community and learning through community. So definitely relate to that for sure.
0: I love that. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Um, yeah. If you want to give us any um, background kind of into what, what you're going to give us and then we can dive in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, what we're going to do today, we're kind of going to go over basically what I like to call kind of an astrological forecast. Um, so we're just going to go over some of the key transits that are happening in 2022. Um, some, you know, what the, what we're talking about with the eclipses this year Because
0: um, you know, that's always exciting to hear. It's about. always, it's always, it's something, there's always something. There's, there's always, always some something
1: totally. So um, yeah, we're just going to go through where a lot of the planets are moving into what that kind of means in a very general sense obviously for everyone listening, you know, you want to look at where these particular things are hitting your specific chart. Cause it's mm-hmm. going to, you know, it is going to impact us collectively, but obviously every single planetary movement hits different individuals differently. Right. So, right. um, that's where, again, kind of this idea of a forecast comes in where it's like, this is going to happen on this day. This might impact you a little bit differently than the person next to you. That's a hundred percent. Okay. And normal, um, but yeah, just to kind of give folks some idea of what's coming up this year and maybe some general themes and trends that we can kind of explore going into 2022.
0: That sounds really great. And I will say that, of course, I'm i am I'm someone who has always been excited about astrology and these types of um, ways to learn and see the world. So I know I have, like, I already came into this being like, yeah, I'm fully on board. But after you read my birth chart, I, um, you know, took notes while we were, meeting and I didn't look at them for a while. And Mm -hmm. I, I think I texted you maybe a couple months ago. Like I looked back and was like, Oh shit. (laughs) like (laughs) Some of those times where you said like, you know, take, take care of yourself during this time. Like this might be a little, um, tumultuous blah, 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 blah. And I like looked back and I was like, Oh wow. So I'm excited to kind of have some of that knowledge and see what you can share with us so let's go for it
1: absolutely that's really awesome to hear and that's the thing I think for a lot of people they experience the same thing right is that astrology is it's about having the forewarning and sometimes you use it sometimes you don't and kind of forget about it and come back and look at it but it just it's again it's just having those little bits of information that you can just prepare
0: Um, and that's
1: personally how I love to use it is just, it's not prescriptive. It's just, this is a little bit of extra warning that you have about what the energy is going to be like today. And you can plan accordingly. So again, it's a weather forecast, right? You can bring a raincoat because it might rain today.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like that analogy. That's helpful.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So the first thing I would love to talk about, because we're actually going to be starting 2022 with this fully in effect is the Venus retrograde. So, um, we are actually in that right now. So Venus is our, just a little bit of background. Venus is our planet that rules basically money, abundance, beauty, love. Um, and when a planet, we will be talking a lot about retrogrades in this. So when a planet goes retrograde, basically what that means is that from earth, if we're looking out to the sky, it's effectively an optical illusion that occurs where the planet appears to be going backwards in the sky. Right. That's not actually happening, but it's basically an orbital thing where the planets in relation to Earth appear to be moving backwards, even though they're not. And so in astrology terms, retrogrades are typically associated when it's any planet, um, are typically associated with a little bit of slowdown, a little bit of like a reset, mm. a reevaluation um, of what's gone before. Hmm. So Venus retrograde we are in right now um, started on December 19th and will run through the end of January 2022. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So we're coming into the new year with, you know, our planet of abundance and money and beauty and aesthetics retrograde in the sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign, which means that it is the initiator of the new season um very grounded very practical very stable really concerned with our money and our finances so it's really mm-hmm. interesting that venus which rules a lot of that stuff is in capricorn and like i said is retrograde so we're reflecting right we're resetting we're going inwards we're reevaluating um feels
0: pertinent for the time of year cuz oftentimes we kind of want to do that now anyway
1: Absolutely, and that's the thing. Like I've had, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about this Venus retrograde because um, it does Venus retrogrades about once every two years. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not as common as some of the other ones, but like you said, I just feel like this is such a beautiful way to start the year, where we have that mm-hmm. opportunity to really. You know, again, if you're someone who likes to s- set budgets for yourself, if you like to kind of evaluate your financial situation at the start of the year and make a plan,
0: mm-hmm. awesome
1: time to do this. Especially if you again, if you have your own business. Yeah. awesome time to do this and look back over, you know, very Capricorn, right? Look back over the practical details and like you maybe crunch some numbers or use a little bit of data that you have to evaluate what's worked and what hasn't, and then move right. forward accordingly.
0: Right. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah. So, um, the other thing with this Venus retrograde that again, I think is really beautiful for starting a new year is that we kind of have a, we, we're coming through this with a greater understanding of what love means to us right and so Ooh. yeah yeah that's so that right there that's a big one right there <laughs> just you know and it's again it's in that really practical grounded sense which i love i just feel like that is so again especially after you know a very tumultuous couple of years for all of us collectively mm-hmm. getting really clear on what we need on what we value Um, and what you're willing to invest in for yourself and for others and what you're willing to take the patience and time to cultivate is really going to be a theme coming in. And I just love that where, you know, sometimes we have these really fun, juicy, like fire, fire sign movements at the beginning of the year. And we're really jazzed up and excited. And honestly, I feel like this is kind of the slow, steady build of like getting that foundation really clear and really solid when we start the year. So personally, I love this for starting 2022.
0: Yeah. That sounds really, um, it sounds obviously really relevant to kind of, like you said, the last two years have just been nutty for so many people. And a lot of people are reevaluating what's important and what they want to really be doing with this physical time. And that feels very like right on the nose Mm -hmm. for what I've been noticing and feeling.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And again, as you said, like so many people are reevaluating their work situations, right. And what they what they value when it comes to their job. And again, Capricorn is very, you know, your daily grind, like what you do in the world, how you make your money, um, how you create those stable foundations for yourself, which for many of us is our career. Um, and yeah, like you said, just really being able to assess this from that heart centered place that's still able to be practical and able to look at, you know, this is kind of the energy where like you make your pros and cons lists, right? Like, is that kind of, Okay, hey, this feels good, but let me just make sure that this actually can pan out in a way that's practical and stable and still gonna keep me on the trajectory that I want to go in. So yeah, I, I, love, I definitely I agree. love a
0: good pro-cons list. Right. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I I'm was uh, I was watching what were we watching? The voice with my mm. stepdad last night. And I'm like in the family notoriously pretty bad with decisions. It's gotten a lot better over the years, but <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a downfall of mine. And as they're, if you're familiar with the voice, they're like standing up, there trying to pick a coach. And I was yeah. like, do you think if I was ever on there, they'd like, let me make a pro cons list. I said <laughs> that last night, like they have to make a decision in front of people in like 30 seconds. And I'm so stressed. <laughs> like,
1: this is making me anxious. <laughs>
0: this is making me anxious. I need a pro cons list. So I like that. That's the energy I can really, I can, I can sink into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, for me, this is just, this is a really, just a really grounded way to start the year, which I love, I think is is yeah. going to be really helpful, especially after the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just to briefly talk about a couple of the other retrogrades that we'll have and be experiencing this year, because there are quite a few. So Mercury, which is our planet of communication, um, rules your day-to-day activities, um, how we communicate with one another, um, this is mercury goes retrograde every year is probably the one that people are most familiar with even if you're not familiar with astrology i'm pretty sure you've probably heard someone say like oh my gosh well Mer-. it's probably because Mercury's in retrograde right
0: i feel we, like people that i know that actually don't care about astrology have even started being like oh is mercury in retrograde and i'm like oh
1: yeah <laughs> i've experienced that too this year and i'm like, like wait what
0: <laughs> It's like a, is it like a pop culture thing now? Like, I right. feel like it became like a funny thing on Instagram. Like, no, this is a thing, y'all.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, again, this is a really normal process. Like I said, it happens multiple times a year. This year, we have four retrogrades of Mercury versus the typical three. So, you might hear more and more people saying that this year. We'll find out. <laughs> oh, no. So again, I actually feel like this is a really, Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap as a lot of us have experienced, because again, it rules communication and rules day-to-day activities. So this is the transit where like emails get lost in translation. You forget to book that appointment that you think you booked and you show up and they're like, there's no record of you booking this. Um, You know, it's it's our, our devices go haywire. Yeah. That actually happened to me this year, where it was like every single quote unquote like symptom of Mercury retrograde. It, it was, it was actually really funny. I thought it was hilarious.
0: You checked but, all the boxes,
1: all the things, all the things, um, <laughs> all the things happen. But like I said, this is a really beautiful period to go back over and check ourselves, right? Check our work, mm. check the things that we've been pushing forward on, reevaluate for consistency, reevaluate for errors. Like it's a really great time to actually. Again, especially if you're a business owner, if you work in any kind of like corporate setting, um, anywhere that you're having to regularly work with legal documents or that type of thing, forms, this is an amazing period to go back and just recheck everything you're doing and maybe like tweak a little bit of your product or tweak how you're phrasing things to be more accurate and more concise and more clear. Okay. So um, we do, like I said, we have four Mercury retrogrades this year. So again, to me, that's really speaking to kind of how we're coming into the year of just this need to really reevaluate and stop and reflect on how we're communicating and how we're utilizing our energy every single day um and having this many in one year to me just says that we're going to need those readjustment times we're going to need those mm-hmm. periods of of slow of maybe a, a little bit of a lull in communication or things coming back up for reassessment and instead of getting frustrated by that you know it, it's it could be more useful to actually utilize that to really gain a lot of clarity, but also to get really, really specific about what you're creating this year and make sure that it's tailored to exactly what you want it to look like. There's a lot of opportunities to, to retailer what we're creating, which I love. I just think that's because, you know, a lot of times it's the opposite, right? Where there's a, a huge amount of forward movement. And then when we get to these slowdown periods, there's a lot to fix because we haven't noticed where we've maybe gone off off track a little bit or where we've been getting ahead of ourselves. Um, So I actually really love that there are these little incremental adjustment periods that we have throughout the whole year with Mercury being in retrograde. And obviously it will retrograde in different signs. um, So I won't go into that quite as much because there's four of them. So it would be a little bit more lengthy, but um, yeah. So I would just recommend like, just lean into that again, you know, depending on where, Things fall in your chart. This is this may or may not impact you more. Um right. so I guess I could just say which signs they're in. So the first one's gonna be retrograding in Aquarius. So again, for okay. me personally, that's my yeah. that's my ascendant sign. So how I present to the world. So that's one that I might take more note of, for example. Mm-hmm. Um the retro Mercury retrograde in May is gonna be in Gemini, hmm. moving back into Taurus. And then September it's gonna be in the sign of Libra, moving back hmm. into the sign of Virgo. And then December, um, end of December, it's going to be in Capricorn when it retrogrades and we'll go direct in early January of 2023. Okay. So again, you know, you can just take a look at where those specific signs fall in your own chart and, you know, maybe take note of those dates if that's useful for you. Um,
0: do they, the retrogrades of the same planet like that, like Mercury retrograde is that this might be a silly question, but are all of those, uh, retrograde periods going to be about the same length of time? That is actually a great question.
1: Um, I think most of them are. Yeah, I think they're all about the same time. So Mercury goes retrograde for, I think it's about around about a three week, three and a half week period typically. Okay. Um, it can be in one sign for longer, just depending on what stage of the sign it's at when it starts to retrograde. So right.
0: Okay. say it was at like
1: the end of Capricorn and then it retrograded and it went back to the beginning of Capricorn. Then right it would be that whole time in the same sign, so it can feel longer because it's staying within the same zodiac zodiac energy, okay, um but yeah, no, that's a great question, so yeah, it's about a three and a half week period of it actually being in retrograde
0: so um, that's a quarter that's almost a quarter of the year that Mercury's in retrograde,
1: yeah, and that's I the thing, thing like together yeah, no, and that's that's the like I said to me, that was one of the themes that was kind of coming through is like okay, well, obviously we we're gonna have a lot of integration time that's needed and a lot of just reassessment of forward motion. And we'll get to the forward motion part in a little bit, but there is going to be a lot of, a lot of moves forward and growth and expansion, which is super exciting. But again, having these little checkpoints, like I said, it's just, to me, this is actually really beneficial and really um, almost, almost kind of confers a level of safety feeling where Mm. like you can actually like, check yourself and make sure that you're still on the right path and just okay just making sure here's another little signpost are you still on the path you need and just gives us a lot of those like i said just those little you know minor adjustment periods that are i think going to be really needed so the next retrograde um, that we'll talk about is mars retrograde and this one's a little bit more brief um but mars is again it's one it doesn't go retrograde every single year um, very similar to Venus. It's about every couple of years that Mars goes okay. retrograde. Um, so Mars is our planet of action, of drive, of ambition, um, can be of aggression depending on how it shows up in someone's chart. But typically it's more just about that, that excitement and that drive to move forward and, and do, do new things. Okay. So this is going to be retrograding, um, at the very end of October and it's going to go into January of 2023. So it does have a longer oh. retrograde period. Yeah. Um, again, the ones that don't retrograde as often tend to have a little bit of a longer retrogression period. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so again, this is going to be in the sign of Gemini, which is um, it's an air sign. So it's a lot, again, about communication, about our thoughts, about our mental processes. And Mars retrograde in general, if you think about the qualities of that sign, about drive, ambition, passion, movement forward. The retrograde is kind of the opposite of that, right? So it's going to be a little bit more of a slowdown, a little bit more, um, maybe like just a need to rest, a need to just slow yourself down. Um, maybe not feeling quite as clear or as, um, as driven on your path. Okay. So this could be a period again, another period of reevaluation, right? Where we just right. our energy levels are going to drop a little bit potentially. Your motivation might wane a little bit. It might just be a period where you need to go a little bit more internal. And I love that it's at the end of the year, you know, right around that Halloween point where a lot of us are starting to feel the pull to sort of go inward anyway. Mm -hmm. This is actually a really beautiful energy to lean into with that and to trust that, you know, I think so many of us, especially in Western culture, we want that constant drive forward, right? We feel most productive when we are driven and we have a clear goal in front of us and we're working hard to achieve it and we're on it and we're kicking ass and all the things This is that time where we need to honor the more yin side of ourselves, right? The more feminine side of ourselves Mm. and really allow that to take a backseat to rest and self-care and reassessment. And again, you know, this is Mars retrograde is often a period where we get to evaluate what we've been doing and why. So we have this drive to move towards this goal what's driving that drive, right? What's behind that and what is our motivation? And this is, to me, this feels like a great time to just reassess our motivation. As we finish out 2022 and move towards 2023, we get to, again, reevaluate where we're at. What Have our goals changed? Maybe they have, maybe we need to sort of readjust instead of running forward, readjust where we
0: wanna direct our energy once we hit the new year. Um, I like the idea of that too. starting that process like you said end of october early november because i think that sometimes specifically when we have that drive to constantly be going 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 and then sometimes you're like oh yeah i should do some reflection i know i've gotten better at this but in the past it's been like huh okay well it's december 30th so i'm gonna do some reflection on the past 12 months before the new year versus starting a little sooner and being like okay what's what went well what can be altered what um and just giving it space.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And again, you know, that's another thing too, where like, because Mars does often rule like our physical activity as well and our physical energy levels, I think we'll have a little bit more of a push to do that this year. Because again, like I said, especially if you have say Mars and Gemini in your natal chart, Mm -hmm. this is going to impact you more and you might feel this more strongly. So you might experience, for example, lower energy or just feel like you're a little bit more tired, a little bit like you need to start going to bed earlier when normally you can say, stay up to 11, 12 o'clock, no problem. So just things like that, where I think our physical s- systems are gonna be encouraging that little bit of an earlier rest period. Um, so like you said, I completely agree. I think that this is a really great energy to lean into. Um, and again, as I said, you know, some of us will feel this more than others and that is 100% okay. But just know that if you are feeling that way, once you get to the end of the year, if you're feeling maybe a little burnt out even, or a little, like, I just need to rest all of a sudden, and I've been going ham all year, and all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oof, got to take a breather. That is, just lean into it. Trust that that is exactly what you're supposed to do at that point. Love that. So with that, let's move into talking about some fun, sort of really expansive Energy and growth is moving in, and I know you're going to love this because this is Pisces related. So, woohoo! Yeah. So, Jupiter, which is a okay. planet of growth yeah. and expansion and higher learning, is moving into Pisces. Nice. And actually, it's already in Pisces right now. Um, we're recording this at the end of December 2021, so Jupiter is already there. And Pisces, as a sign, um, was traditionally ruled by Jupiter. So a lot of the um, as new planets were discovered, they were kind of assigned to different zodiac signs. And so traditionally, Pisces was ruled by Jupiter and it is very expansive. It's very, you know, Pisces has a lot of the same qualities as as the planet Jupiter does where, you know, it's all about learning and experiencing different cultures and different environments and synthesizing that all into one thing and and bringing it all together, right? So the beauty of this is that because Jupiter is in a sign that's really familiar, it's actually able to kind of work its magic a little bit more. So it's a lot more of a free flowing, easy energy, um, which again is just wonderful to experience. Um, and so to me, what this is saying is that this is this whole year, it's going to be Jupiter's going to be in Pisces for the majority of the year. It will have a retrograde period where it will actually, um, It will move into Aries just a little bit, which is the next sign after Pisces. And then we'll retrograde back into Pisces and finish out the year there. So we'll talk about that in a second, but spending the majority of the year here in Pisces, to me, this is all about collectively. This is going to be a really beautiful period of like rapid spiritual growth and expansion, like really dreamy, artistic, inspired creativity, um, Just a really beautiful sense of kind of wonder and almost an idealistic quality of wanting things to be better, wanting to create more, um, more love, more more expansion, more collective growth in a way that feels like wholesome to all of us, which I love, especially after the last two years. I just think we all in my language, right? We all need some of this right now. So this is just such a beautiful energy. Obviously, for any water signs, you're likely going to feel this more strongly. Um, and especially, for example, like you, if you have planets in Pisces, you know, impactful for you as well. Um, but yeah, like I said, just for all of us, really beautiful period of just growth and expansion, really tapping into those spiritual practices, if that calls to you again, like you said, with Mercury retrograde, maybe find that more people are exploring astrology, maybe more people are exploring mm-hmm. human design or tarot or, and, you know, working with crystals and, and just all these things that are maybe feel a little bit more esoteric. But I think we're all going to feel really called towards this year just as a Ooh. as a mode of, of operation um, and in a way that actually feels like it can help us grow collectively, which I love.
0: Yeah, um, I really love that.
1: hmm. It just, that Um, that
0: felt like you describing that felt like a hug. Like that felt so warm.
1: Yeah. I love that. Mm, mm. So hopefully that's what it
0: feels like for all of us. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I hope that feeling stays. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, And so one of the other things too, is that, um, which is pretty neat is so Jupiter is going to be meeting up with another really super dreamy planet, which is Neptune um, in the sign of Pisces on April 12th. And that's the first time that this conjunction has happened in like 150 years. So Neptune is actually the modern ruling planet of Pisces. So you have both the ancient and the modern rulers of Pisces meeting up in Pisces in April. So this is basically just, right? I know, I'm just, if you want to throw a party in April, now's the time to do it. Have all the colors, have all the glitter, have all the like spiritual practices. Yes, I am totally there for that. But yeah, just again, like really just magnifying this beautiful, creative, inspired energy. Um, Again, if you are into any sort of, you know, mystical or divination practices, this is a really incredible time to tap into that. Um, I think collectively for all of us, we will feel maybe a little more connected to those practices and just connected to the unseen um, Mm -hmm. this year, which is again, you know, that's a really beautiful way to to start exploring and learning very jupiterian right explore Uh things that you might not have explored before explore new realms explore new cultures explore new ways of doing things um but yeah it's a really beautiful time especially if you are any kind of artist or creative or are writing a book (laughs) Um, (laughs) these are really inspired just again just let it flow like as much as possible just keep a notepad and just the ideas that are flowing out of you and through you going to be just so inspired and so channeled. And I just love that. Just such a clear, clear expansion
0: forward. It's beautiful. Oh, yes. I am. I'm loving this. This podcast is sponsored by TerraSeed. TerraSeed is on a mission to disrupt the vitamin industry, empower vegans, and reduce plastic waste in the world. They put everything plant-based people struggle to get in an all-inclusive, Vegan compostable package multivitamin that replenishes them and our planet every single day. Seriously, y'all, win, win, win. Even if you're not vegan, this vitamin will help you get those key nutrients that you need. I am so excited to share a discount code for your first purchase. Use code CARLY50 at checkout to get 50% off. Again, that's C A R L Y 50 for 50% off your first purchase at terraseed.com. Don't forget this code so they know I sent you. This podcast is supported by She Thinks. Thinks are washable, reusable period underwear. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. Every pair of Thinks is made with their signature innovative technology for the ultimate period protection. Their breathable products are safely made with cotton Nylon and elastin for a little stretch. I am seriously obsessed with my Thinks underwear. They have changed my periods. Try them yourself or get someone the best gift ever with a sweet little discount code. Go to shethinks.com slash Carly for $10 off your order today. Again, that's shethinks.com forward slash C-A-R-L-Y for $10 off your order. Try things today. Yeah. So that is gonna
1: be Jupiter and Pisces. And then like I said, it will, as Jupiter moves through the sign, it will actually dip into the next sign of Aries just briefly. So it will actually okay. be in Aries, um, I believe from kind of for for the middle of the year. It'll be like from from May to sort of, I think like late September, October. So actually for a decent part of the year, um, before it retrogrades back into Pisces and this, again, this is where we kind of get to that really, um, fast, rapid forward motion kind of energy. Okay. So like I said, Jupiter expands, whatever it touches, right. You can think of it as that kind of, um, almost slingshot energy where you it's that kinetic energy of pulling back mm-hmm. before you expand, except it's pulling you outward. So first of all, this is moving back into Aries, which are, or sorry, forward into Aries, which is the first sign of the Zodiac. So, okay. Jupiter's made all the way around the zodiac cycle. It takes about twelve years, I think, for it to go all the way around the zodiac. So we're, oh wow, we're starting a new cycle here to begin with. Um, so we're sort of on moving into a different phase. Um, again, after all that really super dreamy, expansive, very ethereal kind of energy, this movement into a cardinal fire sign, which is Aries. Uh-huh might feel a little jarring for some of us. It might feel almost too rushed or too fast. Um, and so you might find, for example, in once you get to sort of the summertime, late spring, summer, you might suddenly feel that maybe projects that you were working on at the beginning of the year and you were just really in the process of creating them and really just rolling with that beautiful flowy energy. Metal, uh, pedal to the metal, I think that's the saying, in, in the summertime, yeah. where all of a sudden now it's like, okay, now we go forward like that, like now. And it's so expansive and it's so fast because that's what Jupiter wants to do. It wants to expand everything it touches. So again, this is almost kind of that feeling of like jumping into a car and pressing go before you even check to see if the car has brakes or has wheels, right? Like it can be, (laughs) it can be a little bit ahead of itself. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that is one thing to just be careful of, especially in the the middle of the year, when again, a lot of us want to go fast because it's summertime, we want to go do things, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, mm-hmm. and just to really taking, taking very intentional breath points, really stopping to assess, um, it's going to be, again, it can be a really beautiful thing to, to jump into new opportunities. That's another thing that this could bring up It's very lucky. So it, especially if you have really strong placements in Aries, you might find that this is a really lucky period for you where you have a lot of new offers come your way that were unexpected or you know, suddenly this thing just takes off that you weren't expecting. So it can be really incredible, but just, again, take time to breathe, take time to just Mm -hmm. make sure you know what the trajectory is forward as much as you can. Um, But yeah, like I said, just a beautiful period with that move of Jupiter into Aries, a really great time to be starting those new projects, to forge a new path, um, trying something different, exploring a different direction. um, And because we have... Jupiter retrograding back into Pisces again we'll have a little bit of a reprieve from this this is almost giving us a taster of what we will be experiencing in 2023 more consistently when Jupiter is in Aries for a longer duration so we kind of get this little teaser point where we can you know maybe start putting some things into motion and then we get towards the end of the year we get to move back into Pisces where we get to dream again we get to check in with maybe our heart center and see okay we had a lot of very rapid movement forward, does that feel aligned within me, right? Does my emotional center connect with what I just put into physical action? Right. Um, So like I said, it's really interesting. There's, there's so much growth and potential expansion and newness. And um, like I said, really emotionally connected growth that Like I said, these retrogrades almost feel like they're necessary this year. Having some of these additional planets that don't retrograde every year happen this year, Mm -hmm. it does almost feel like we're going to just need a little bit of that extra check-in time with ourselves um, and these different areas of life, which I just think is really, really special and really helpful.
0: Yeah, that sounds... That sounds good to me because I am continuously learning how to slow down and check in and do a much better job of it now, but any reminders and any like um, nudges in that direction, I will gladly take.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing to just really bear in mind, especially with Jupiter and Pisces is trusting our intuition is going to be key this whole year, oh. you know, really lean into, cause it's going to be loud. <laughs> right? Jupiter (laughs) Jupiter wants to expand everything. So when it's in Pisces, which is the, that's the, the sign of our intuition of our subconscious of our dream realm, paying attention to your dreams this year, paying attention to your intuition. If you have those little niggles or those little gut feelings that something might be the direction to move in, or maybe to move away from really lean into that, really trust that. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see, especially for, for people who maybe don't do that intuitively, or that's mm-hmm. not comfortable for them to do intuitively. By the end of this year, seeing how differently you feel about that, um, mm. bu- building that trust for your own emotional body and senses, giving you a lot of information, um, is going to be really key with that. And I think is going to be a really way, really great way to be able to cultivate that over the course of the year.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: Yeah, that's nice. I yeah. love
0: that uh, yeah. reminder to to trust our intuition. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the thing like it'll lead you in so many incredible directions in 2022 that you maybe had never even dreamed of. And all right. of a sudden and this road really- just opens up and you're like, "Ooh, this just feels right. I'm just going to explore this and see what happens." And it's the most incredible thing you've ever done. So.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say, and not only have that trust your intuition, but um be encouraged because of what the results can can uh bear for us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that's just, like I said, that honestly, the, the Jupiter in Pisces to me kind of feels like the biggest theme, I guess, if there's mm-hmm. one sort of takeaway from this for people, like that sense of just really leaning into the, the spiritual growth, the emotional growth, the intuitive growth that we're all going to feel called towards, that really feels like a big theme of 2022. And then, as I said, having these really delicious moments to just pause and integrate and look at different areas of your life, you know, Venus retrograde, Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde, like having these points where you can assess these different areas of your personal life and how that interfaces with the world, I think are just really going to help keep us on track and help, like I said, to be able to integrate some of these changes in a way that feels more palatable, right? Almost like taking those those little baby steps and then stopping to check ourselves and then, okay, I'm on the right path. Let me move forward again. So I just love that. I just feel like it feels really supportive.
0: It also feels like exactly what we need after the last two years. I mean, it feels like that is the medicine we need to take.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, there are, as with, you know, as we talked about in the previous episode, you know, as with any, with any sign, with any planet, you know, there are, Positive and kind of what I like to call shadow sides of all of that, right? So this this isn't necessarily all going to be like beautiful airy fairy. We're all living in Wonderland. Right. We're all happy. Right. There are, you know, of course, there are shadow ways that this could come up too. But I feel like it's really important to focus on ways that you can constructively utilize this energy mm-hmm. um, as something that you know. For me, with as an astrologer, like I want to make people aware, of course, of what the pitfalls of that could be. However to use astrology effectively as a tool, if we have those practical applications of how we can utilize it to its highest potential, and we're striving towards that, I feel like for me, that seems to keep, keep us on track a little bit better.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: I love that. I am so, I just, every time we've connected, I feel like I've, don't understand astrology as well as I do when you describe it. So I hope, (laughs) I hope listeners appreciate that too, because you just have a really beautiful way of making it um, palatable and, you know, like, and easy to understand. So all of this is like making sense and like totally soaking in.
1: Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. It's um, because it is, I mean, it is kind of a different language, especially if you're not familiar with it. So I completely understand if you're new to astrology, some of these Some of these terms might be a little bit overwhelming, but um, yeah, just start small. And again, this is a great year to start exploring it if you're not familiar with astrology. So um, maybe this will be a fun little catalyst for some people to start exploring their own astrology too.
0: I hope so. Yeah. I'm sure it will.
1: (laughs) Um, So the last thing I wanted to talk about just generally before I get into just a couple key dates that I did write down for us Mm -hmm. um, are the eclipses. So like we already talked about, If you're not familiar with lunar cycles um eclipses are basically points of transformation points of change um potentially upheaval um can be very sort of revelatory energy where we gain a huge amount of insight Hmm. one thing that i think is really important to mention um that i don't actually see mentioned too often is that with eclipses a lot of times the energy Doesn't necessarily hit us on the eclipse itself. Sometimes it absolutely does. Sometimes on the Mm. day of the eclipse, you're like, oh my gosh, my mind just blew with all of these incredible insights. But a lot of times eclipses actually, it can take up to six months for the impacts, the full impacts of an eclipse to be felt yeah interesting I've never heard that yeah and so that's something that for me again for me was really important to to learn because I feel like for so many of us we're waiting for these bombs to drop on the day of the eclipse right and then we actually almost miss the message because it maybe comes two or three weeks after the eclipse we get the the most insight before or after um So again, just just something to bear in mind, Um, don't necessarily feel like you need to put a ton of pressure on these. I will give you the specific dates of the eclipses, but don't feel like you need to put a ton of pressure on those dates. You might be feeling this more a month from, say, the new moon in Taurus that's an eclipse. You might feel that a month later or a month before, depending on your own particular makeup. So I just wanted to clarify that because, like I said, it's not something that I see too often either, and I feel like that's really important for people to understand
0: yeah i I can't believe I've never heard that, but that's such good insight because I think I totally have been one of those people where sometimes when eclipse happens, I'm like waiting waiting on that day, like what's gonna happen? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and then you're either like, okay, yeah or huh, that was lackluster
1: right. and again, you know for a lot of the eclipse energy too it does it's again it's very much like newer full moons. it does depend on your own chart and where these particular signs fall in your chart. So again, with anything, we're some some people are going to feel it more than others, just in general, because it might hit a really personal planet for them. Right. Um, but just to bear that in mind, like I said, I mean that was that was just a really insightful thing that I learned and, and actually made a lot of sense and when I evaluated how, for example, when the eclipses were in Leo and Aquarius, which are my sun and ascendant signs, that whole year, that whole like 18 month period was like just a ton of revelations for me, but it was consistent throughout wow. the year. It actually rarely fell on the day of the eclipse. It was like two mm. or three weeks after. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just had this huge insight. So just really cool to kind of start tuning in and again, connecting to your intuition and trusting that, okay, this was quote unquote supposed to happen on this day, but I'm feeling it four weeks later. Totally legit. That is, that right. is absolutely something that is quite normal actually. Right. Um, so with that in mind, we are moving into a new eclipse cycle. So, as I just kind of alluded to, the eclipses happen in opposite signs. Um, so, new and full moons always—you know—they are opposing one another. The sun is in one sign; the moon is in the other. When that occurs, um, where the eclipses, which signs the eclipses happen in, basically depend on what's called the lunar nodes. So, it's basically—it's basically to do with the the moon's. Um, cycling around the earth and the sun and when that hits at a certain point on called the ecliptic um, that's where these lunar nodes occur and so these actually these kind of move actually backwards in the zodiac so for example in 2020 and into 2021 end of 2020 and into 2021 we were dealing with eclipses in gemini and sagittarius okay which are two signs opposite one another so we actually had the first partial eclipse in Taurus already this year and then into 2022 we're going to be dealing with eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio so the signs preceding Gemini and Sagittarius so the lunar nodes actually move backwards in the zodiac which Hmm. is kind of interesting yeah um so again if you have any personal planets or your ascendant sign in Taurus or Scorpio or you have a lot of planets in either of those signs you will likely feel this a lot more in 2022 Hmm. Um, And so, like I already said, you know, the the kind of the term is basically like eclipses are like newer full moons on steroids. It just amplifies (laughs) the energy. I just love that. I think that's a really great analogy. Um, It just amplifies the energy, right? So when you have a new moon eclipse, we're talking about really getting to the root of planting something new, of wanting to go in a new direction, wanting to set new intentions. Um, New full moon eclipse is again a lot of potential like revelatory insights, huge potential, huge changes in your life. Um, Again, this can be good or bad. There's no sort of definition attached to that. It's just a change. Um, Right. Okay. And, you know, a lot of that is our perception anyway. So (laughs) with Taurus and Scorpio, um, just to talk a little bit about the traits of each of those signs. Um, So Taurus is, both of these are what we call fixed signs. So they're kind of in the middle of their season. Taurus is an earth sign and Scorpio is a water sign. So the themes that we're dealing with collectively around these eclipses are going to be more around our our values, our physical or personal possessions, um, Hmm. our emotional bonds, our emotional constraints, potentially, where we feel restricted emotionally. Um, Getting to the root cause of maybe some of our emotional blocks is a big theme, especially with that Scorpio energy. And to me, this kind of feels like we're integrating our physical world with our emotional world. And how do we do that? And it's, it's I think, going to come up a lot around, especially with a lot of these retrogrades playing into this too. Again, what do we value? What mm. feels emotionally resonant with me? What feels perhaps constrictive to me? Where do I feel like I'm Um, you know, I might have all this stuff, but I'm not emotionally connected to it anymore. Um, and again, obviously how this personally impacts you will depend on where both Taurus and Scorpio fall on your chart. Um, so I will just throw out those eclipse dates for, for, you guys, if you want to write them down, um, just to kind of take note of that. So on April 30th, we have the first one, which is a new moon in Taurus. Okay. May 15th, we then have the full moon in Scorpio, which will also be an eclipse point.
0: Oh, wow. Back to back.
1: Yeah. So basically the the eclipses always fall within. So the new moon occurs in the same sign as the eclipse does. So in in Taurus season, we're going to have a new moon in Taurus. We have that every year, right? A new moon in Taurus and a full moon in the opposite sign of Scorpio typically. So these are going to occur in Taurus and Scorpio season. Um, So... The next one would then be in October 25th, which is the new moon in Scorpio, because we'll be into Scorpio season by that point. And November 8th would then be the full moon in Taurus. So like okay. I said, when you're in those two signs in, in, in their season, you might feel a little bit more of this energy ramp up. Um, and one really important thing to note is that the, the North node will actually, which is moving into Taurus, um, will conjunct with uranus so basically we'll be right next to the planet uranus in taurus so what does that mean so uranus is our planet of <laughs> um basically uranus is kind of the the revolutionary planet is what i like to say so uranus rules are change maker processes it rules electricity it's very sudden change it's very rapid change it's very sort of um i have this amazing new idea and let's this this sparks a revolution and we're going to change the world and it's very um, It's just, it's very rapid, sudden insight, which often leads to actual change. Um, So Uranus in Taurus has, Uranus has been in Taurus, excuse me, for the last year, year and a half, and it will be in there for a little while, but having that lunar node conjuncting with that planet. So you already have the eclipses, which are points of change, often points of transformation conjuncting with our planet of change and sudden transformation, (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) A lot of energy. It's a lot of energy. So that will actually be happening at the end of July. Just again, if you want to take note of that. So especially if you have any sort of planets or major placements in Taurus and Scorpio, massive insights, massive insights coming your way for all of us, I believe. But like I said, especially if you have strong placements in those signs, Hmm. Um, you know, potential for change, potential for completely upending how we're seeing or perceiving something thing and choosing to do it different. Um, just again, those, those sudden rapid, sh- rapid shifts and changes occurring around the summertime. So just something to keep, keep an eye on. Again, some of these outer planet movements are more felt more collectively than they are personally. Okay. Um, so something to also kind of just look at, I guess, in the world. But I always like to bring astrology back to the individual because I just feel like that's what resonates with, with all of us. So just something to take note of. Um, but yeah, looking at where the eclipses are falling is actually a really fun way to get interested in astrology and get started because it's, it's a little bit of a more, um, bite-sized way of exploring different themes that come up with different signs. Um, so for me, I actually found that a really nice way to sort of get into astrology is like, Oh, what are we, what are we in the theme of right now? Oh, we're in the theme of Taurus. What does that mean?
0: Oh, you know, it's a good tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's just kind of a fun way to, to explore and maybe dive a little deeper if you're interested in that. So, um, were there any questions or any, any clarification that was coming up or or needed around any of those things for you, Carly?
0: No, I think that, all makes a lot of sense. I will be listening to this episode a few months into 2022 for sure as things get rolling, but, um, I don't know. I'm feeling like, as you said, it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Obviously there'll be some shadow work along the way, but, um, I'm feeling like really good. That's sinking in and I'm ready.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Okay, cool. So like I said, I did just write down a couple couple kind of dates of interest. If again, if you want to write these down, um, that's great. If not, again, you can just listen to this episode again, but just some fun points to kind of, that are like highlights, I guess, in the year.
0: Um,
1: So the first of those, we're coming back to Venus actually. So um, on the 8th of January and again on the 22nd of October, we actually have what's called the Venus star point, which is when Venus conjuncts with the sun. Um, So basically moves next to the sun. So this is, this again, normally happens like I think once a year and it's happening twice this year. So it's just, again, something that's just a little bit out of the ordinary, which I love because there's that theme of Jupiter and Pisces, which is totally out of the ordinary. It's like ordinary is boring. Let's move beyond ordinary, right? Yeah. Um, This to me is really about, especially because the first of these will happen while Venus is still retrograde in Capricorn. So again, really looking at what your true values are reconnecting to your values, what you believe in, what love means to you, what beauty means to you. Um, Just something to, and again, you know, especially at the start of the year, I think it's really beautiful to get clear on that and just have this really supportive. um, You know, we can have these insights in ways that maybe feel a little bit more uncomfortable. Sometimes, sometimes it can be a little jarring where I feel like this, both of these are going to be a lot more soft and supportive and encouraging about, doing a little bit of that self-evaluation so that's just a really beautiful point to take note of um another one which is a little more steamy is um venus conjunct mars so venus and mars moving together in the sky so steamy little steamy (laughs) so again venus is our planet the rules love mars is the planet Mm -hmm. the rules action and drive traditionally venus is our feminine mars is our masculine right so getting it on in the sky around
0: yeah. middle of,
1: middle of February. And again, it happens twice, which is interesting. So 16th of February and the 5th of March, Venus hmm. conjuncts Mars. And this only my happens. My
0: birthday in... is right <gasps> in the middle of those oh, two things. Snap. Oh, I love that.
1: Ooh. I'm, I'm totally going to have to text you and be like, Carly, what's going on? I know <laughs> that's exciting. Wow.
0: Awesome. Oh okay. my!
1: So this occurs again, once every couple of years or so with Venus and Mars conjuncting. And again, you know, this is new beginnings, reset buttons on relationships, Mm. figuring out what we actually want from our relationships, how we get it right. That Mars action, like how do we create and get what we want from our relationships? What do we need to show up as? How do we need to show up differently? What do we need to be putting out or working on within ourselves? Venus, I will say is a lot about self-care too. So um, you don't have to be in a relationship to love on yourself. And so, this for, for all of my singles out there, this is going to be a really, really great time to get clear on how you need to value yourself.
0: woo boy. I mean, for oh boy, all of oh us
1: for all of us, that's important, mm-hmm. but especially if you are, you know, really feeling this and you're not with another person at that point, mm-hmm. take the time to just get to know yourself. Like what brings you joy? What brings you pleasure? What brings you excitement? Like learning all those things for yourself. And it might look different at this point. You right. might need to reevaluate that.
0: Right. Um,
1: so yeah, super steamy little, and also it's right around, around Valentine's day, which I love. So if you do celebrate oh, Valentine's day, then, uh, <laughs> might be a good one um, <laughs> so the other one that i had down here ooh, fifth of may we have the sun sitting right next to that uranus and taurus okay so again as i already mentioned with uranus planet of change of revelation of um sudden shifts and changes in direction the sun is our kind of our life energy and our our kind of our, our passion for, for what we want to do with our lifetime. So again, this just might be a little bit more for us collectively feeling like we might have sudden shifts in that. Maybe our, our desire to live a certain way changes. Maybe we have some sudden things occur in our life that sort of change our trajectory a little bit and then we have to kind of reassess. So that's just one to take note of. That might be a little bit of a sudden sudden changes getting thrown in the mix around there. Um, and then the last one that I'll mention real quick is just, um, on the 4th of October, we have Saturn, which is our planet of, um, typically called the planet of restriction. I don't love that term personally. Mm. Um, Saturn is our planet that rules lessons. Basically it's kind of that father figure planet of not necessarily doing things easy, but doing them in a way that it sticks and it makes solid foundational change for us in our lives. Um, And Saturn will almost square Uranus at that point. So we have, again, if you follow astrology, you probably already know that we have, over the last couple of years, been dealing with these direct squares between Saturn and Uranus. Um, Squares are points of tension. It's an aspect Mm -hmm. in the sky where it forms a point of tension between the planets. Um, So just the only reason I point this out, again, it's not a direct square. We've moved past that. The planets are a little bit farther away from one another, but you might find Around early October, that maybe we start to revisit some of the themes that came up over 2020 and 2021. Um, so again, you know, you just, you might just be even if it's just looking back and in in that square to Uranus, it could be looking back and saying, "Wow, we handled this really poorly," or "Right now we're going to do this a totally different way." But just just kind of notice that you might have th- some themes showing up. Revisiting that a little bit right at the beginning of October, um, kind of harking back to. 2020 or 2021 and however this showed up for you in that period so just something to take okay. note of so that was all I had like I said hopefully this is helpful just to kind of give some some really broad brushstrokes and themes um, about what's coming up maybe some important dates that people would like to take a note of but yeah like I said just honestly I just I feel really encouraged about this coming year I feel like mm-hmm. for a lot of us we're going to be Approaching things from a little bit more compassionate space, and yeah. while that can lead to people maybe being a little bit um, non-practical about how they go about that, that's okay. That's part of the learning process, you know. Um, and I think it's, it is just, especially with that Jupiter Pisces energy, it's really important to just stay. Oh, that's actually one thing that I will say: it's really important to stay grounded. So Jupiter and Pisces can lead to us feeling a little bit discombobulated. A little bit too caught up in our emotions sometimes to where it might feel uncomfortable, so definitely no, recommend. Pisces
0: energy wouldn't do that. Right? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, all
1: the Pisces out there are like, Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I will say, if you do have, or if you would like to start a grounding practice of any kind, yoga, actual physical grounding, where you go out and walk barefoot on the ground, meditation breath work, anything that gets you back in your body and reminds you that you are physically present here. In addition to Mm -hmm. being present in the ethereal realm will be really helpful for this year. So
0: amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. This is so good and juicy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited for next year.
1: I think it's going to be great.
0: Um, well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was really fun. And there have been some changes in your life and business offerings and stuff. So where can people get a hold of you and follow along um, with everything you share?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram as soul roots astrology now. Um, so again, email is basically the same It's info at all one word. I'm still doing birth chart readings, so if you are curious if this kind of piqued your interest and you're curious to learn where some of these things are going to be hitting you personally get in touch I do one on one birth chart readings. Um, And I am also working with another group so stay tuned if you follow me on instagram you will stay up to date with this, but we are hoping to be able to provide some group offerings. Um, and group programs coming into 2022, where you can experience some of this astrology in a group setting and um, also get a lot of really great insights and depth um, on how to utilize these. So stay tuned for that. Um, Yeah.
0: That is amazing. I'm so excited to share this. I know that listeners are going to love it. Um, Thank you again for taking time to do that for us.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This
0: was super fun thanks for listening to another episode of consciously clueless if you enjoyed this episode hit subscribe wherever you're listening if that's somewhere like apple Podcasts, leave a review and you could be read on air as the review of the week Looking for more podcast content, yoga videos, meditations, and all-around amazing community? Head over to patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and check out what's going on. And finally, if you are ready to make changes in your life, but don't really know where to begin, let's work together. Head over to consciouslycarly.com and we can start the process and get you happy. Until next time.